I feel great this morning. Yes, because of relief factor. Uh, relief factor. Wait a minute. What are you saying? Relief, relief factor gives you the strength to get on the web and go to real estate agents. I trust. Well, you're going to have to talk about that. I will talk about relief factor. Well, I will. Real estate agents. I trust.com is a place to go where you can get a home right. where you can store your relief factor. Well, I don't know. Uh, real estate agents. I trust.com, especially if you're moving. We've had people write in and say, like, you guys always talk about selling homes. Well, if you move to a new area, you have no way of getting a real estate agent. Uh, or at least, uh, you know, because you don't know anybody there. Yeah, what this if you're is, in pain? What? Well, if you're in pain, you could use Relief Factor. But this is actually realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're moving, looking for a home, looking to buy or sell for, mo- for the most money, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. They can't help you with pain. Tell you that. <laughs> of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, 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 well. We've got some interesting things about Donald Trump today. Uh, like good news for Donald Trump. Like, I haven't heard this. Uh, the the wailing and the gnashing of teeth that has already begun, and they are they're holding out hope that maybe this is not the truth. Now, if somebody reported that the Mueller report's coming out and it was filled with all kinds of stuff that was going to put Donald Trump in jail, they would all be reporting it. But now they're all saying, well, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't know. We'll fill you in on that. And also good news about Israel as the program begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And it's Friday. It's Friday, Stu. Yes. Friday. Thank God. What do you have planned this weekend? Anything but being here. No, I'm looking. No, no, uh, that's really. That, that's oh, not, my gosh, that hurts. Yeah, that was, that was that's not really true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't uh, think I can think of anything that I have planned oh, this I weekend. I hate your guts. I hate your guts. Literally, I was invited. Literally I was invited to go do a, uh, a birthday party. Uh, you know, I do this on the side. I dress up as a clown and I do birthday parties for mm-hmm. kids. But uh, it's Raphael Cruz's birthday. Uh, and I and I was told at the beginning, you know, it's just a little get together uh, for Raphael Cruz, Ted Cruz's father. And uh, uh, Ted wants you just to say a couple of words, just a couple of minutes. So I find out yesterday because it's happening tonight in Houston. I found out yesterday that the RSVP list, uh, that the the people who have said yes, I am coming, is a thousand, oh. and, and the uh, and the speech is fifteen minutes, and it's like, oh, okay. all right, well maybe I should prepare for something. I was just I, I thought we were all going to you know gather around in the kitchen and uh, sing Happy well, Birthday. You have the the honking the nose thing. You have yeah. the fake water uh, that squirts out of, the, thing. out of the right. flower. Right. That's what four minutes. You're gonna have to come up right. with a couple, couple more <laughs> I stunts. Know. I was thinking talking? about doing a magic thing with scarves or something. I'm not sure, okay. but I have that tonight. And then tomorrow, I'm with uh, Chuck Norris for uh, his charity, uh, also in Houston. So it's gonna be a packed weekend. Uh, ZipRecruiter is um, is the place where you can go if you are looking to hire somebody and you need to find somebody great. What if you're looking for to hire a clown for a birthday party? Uh, uh, can you get you that on ZipRecruiter? Probably. 
probably you probably could, right? Mm-hmm, you probably could. Hmm. There's a demand for full-time workers, uh, and 50% of human resource managers say they currently have an open position and they can't find the qualified candidate. If that's you, please try ZipRecruiter. Try it for free. They have powerful matching technology. It's ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash back, and you'll be able to try it for free. It's an exclusive address. If you want to try it for free, it is ZipRecruiter.com slash back. The smartest way to hire is ZipRecruiter.com slash back. So, Stu, let's start with the news on the uh, Mueller report. Yeah, Uh, really a good day for Donald Trump today. Um, There's a report from ABC News. It comes from John Carl, who, I mean, if you're going to talk about, you know, White House correspondence uh, that you would probably trust. Kind of trust. Yeah, I mean, I don't really trust anybody on any side anymore. Sure. I mean, of course. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, if you're going to talk about a reliable uh, source, I mean, John Carl would be towards the top of the list of that. Um, and he, the fact that they're reporting something positive for Trump, any media source, you, you kind of think, wow, that really must be true. That hurts. Right? That hurts them. <laughs> they, they're like, I can't do it. Do it, man. You've got to do it. <laughs> so uh, Carl has uh, sources within the or close to the Russia investigation is what they're saying. Clo- sources close to the Russia investigation are saying uh, that they should not expect and do not expect any more indictments um, at all. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, that can't be. No, they've got to indict Donald Trump. They have to indict his children. Right. They, they, they have to, you know, go after his mother who's been dead. She's got to be in jail. Right. Everybody around Donald Trump has got to be in jail. Yeah, apparently not, at least according to this report. Now, I, again, caution, because, and we do this every time there's bad news on this front. You have to caution the fact that these reports a lot of times come out and there's nothing to them. I mean, we've seen we've seen this happen multiple times. And also, until the report comes out, you just don't know. I mean, we we're, we've been playing this game where these you have these updates and we try to give them to you in summarized sort of basic form because there's no reason to obsess about the twists and turns of this every day. No. And the report's going to come out at some point. We'll be able to read it. Uh, we hope and because that's not really confirmed either. <laughs> well, we paid for it. Right. I mean, we should get some piece of information yes, from this report. Yes. And at that point, we can judge it. But what they're saying now is what what is out there is out there. The people who've been indicted are the people that are going to get indicted by the Mueller report. And that's going to be it. Now, I think it's easy to uh, to go to this and say, OK, well, this has been a, a total witch hunt and you know nothing came of this. I don't think that that's actually true. I mean, remember, we keep complaining about this being about other things, right? It's about drugs. Well, it's all of a sudden it's about Trump's business dealings, or it's also about all these different items unrelated to the Russia election probe. Mm-hmm. Well, there have been real things that have happened with the Mueller investigation as associated to that probe. I mean, they've they've identified dozens of people, specific people in Russia, who were responsible for this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another case of the media being so obsessed with Donald Trump constantly that everyone sees this report as if it's specifically about him when it's never supposed to be about him. It's supposed to be about whether what Russia in, uh, in, in, interrupted and tried to screw up our elections. Right. And, and who was involved. And who was involved. And, and we've seen that some of that come to fruition. Now, the fact that we can't arrest people in Russia and we can't necessarily put them on trial, but we did learn a lot about 
how they tried to influence the elections, what they did, who they were, who they were tied to. And of course, the other associations with people like Manafort and such that were caught on unrelated you know, mm-hmm. sort of situations here. So we may very well find out interesting things from the Mueller report. Um, but that being said, it looks to be today very good news for Trump and the people very close to him, right. including his family, that yeah, it looks was, like they will not be indicted. Anybody who is in trouble in this are all of the people that we said during the election. They are trouble. They're trouble. You've got to get away from those people. We, we said there would be, uh, you know, uh, if if these are the kind of people that he surrounds himself with, there will be hearings all the way through because they're corrupt. Yeah. And I mean, we Michael talked Cohen about being them. the most obvious example. I thought it was Manafort that was the most, op- you know, okay. obvious, you know, <laughs> that's a tough. That's, I mean, it's tough. It's two really fast yeah. sprinters going for the gold there. Right. And as soon as he got rid of those people, as soon as they were away from him, he really doesn't have that many problems when it comes yeah. to, you know, shady business or anything else. He doesn't. have. It was those people around him. Yeah. Mattis isn't having any investigations on him. Right. right. There's a, there's a right. lot of good people that he's had in there and then have had no problems at all. Uh, the, the the group that sort of was in there early and is now, you know, all of the people that we talked about. I mean, if you go back to uh, uh, Manafort, you go back to uh, uh, Cohen, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, the the guy uh, with Nixon on his back. What's his name? Oh, Roger Stone. Roger Stone. That's a great one. Um, uh, the general um, uh, who did get in trouble in the Mueller uh, uh, report as well, Flynn. Flynn. Um, it, you know, and there's there's more than that, but yeah. I mean that was the basic list of people. Omarosa, it's another great one right. that we were saying. Like, what you can't surround yourself with these people. Well, now Trump has, uh, with the exception, I would say of Flynn, where Flynn he I think feels was really wronged in the way that this investigation went, but he's disassociated himself with all of these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them, all of them, he says, are, you know, liars and, and terrible people for the most part. And he's right. <laughs> he is uh, right. 100% on the money with uh, most of them. Flynn is the one I would say is, is, is a relative uh, exception to that. And that I think he, he really feels he was kind of wrong and didn't like firing him. He hasn't replaced them with dirtbags. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's I think he understands you can't put slimy people in around you've got you're the president you can't do that becomes too much of a distraction yeah and so you know whether whether this turns up to into something else we don't know for sure yet but i mean this is a good day for donald trump on this in that it looks like there's not going to be any big bombshell that's going to come out of this report and i i it's kind of what we suspected the entire time right Mm -hmm. i I don't i never was a, a believer in the idea that they were going to find something big against donald trump in the Mueller report per se uh but this is not going to end this, of course. You know, the Democrats still run the House. They're going to still keep investigating and, and bringing up witnesses and going after whatever they can find. So it's not like this is over, but it is a big step. And Mueller it was, was seen as a very credible source as opposed to the Democratic House, which is going to just do whatever they do on a partisan level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is going to hurt them. Yeah, it's going to hurt them. If this comes out clean, it's going to hurt them. Well, you're seeing the media cover uh, kind of prepare the audience for this. I've, I've noticed this lately. That like, look, the Mueller report is not the end all be all here. I mean, first of all, <laughs> you might not even see the whole thing. Second right. of all, uh, this is really in reality. It's just a roadmap. This is going to give a roadmap to the Democrats to be able to launch more investigations because mm-hmm. they're going to be able to take nuggets out of the Mueller report and they're going to be able to go find other things. They're going to be able to pull other witnesses and get other documents as if Mueller couldn't 
get these documents. Yeah. Uh, You know, but that is what they're going to use it for. Certainly, this is not going away. And it will hurt them. If it if it comes if off the as economy, disingenuous, yeah. If the economy them. is strong, the Mueller report comes out clean, uh, and and we don't find out any like really bad stuff uh, about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. um, and and the Democrats decide to pursue and make this all about impeachment. They don't even have to go to impeachment; mm-hmm. just make it about impeachment. All those investigations. People will not want their socialism if the economy is good. They will not want their socialism. They will not want their anti-Semitism. They will not want their, uh, you know, infanticide fantasies. Uh, And they won't want a Congress that is locked up in nothing but hearings and scandal and investigation. They'll want to move forward. And that is the best news for Donald Trump. But it hinges on this report from ABC being real mm-hmm. uh, and the economy staying strong. Yeah, those are two incredibly important things. I will say yeah. as well, uh, we should give a, an update maybe after the break, after the one minute uh, pause here for a sponsor about what Trump did with Israel yesterday, which is yeah, another really good piece of news, I think, for I do, too. And it's it's fascinating because yesterday <laughs> MoveOn.org said that they um uh, will not uh, support anyone who attends APAC. So if you are a Democratic candidate, they said, if you want to be the nominee, mm. don't show up at the APAC conference. Uh, and so they're drawing a hard line. And yesterday, Donald Trump drew a very hard line on Israel as well in a positive way if you're a supporter of Israel. And we'll give that to you in one minute. First, our sponsor is Field of Greens. Mm. Field of Greens. Now, a question going with Field of Greens. If yeah. you were to put that into a a drink that you were having mm-hmm. while you were downing the croissant donut that you had for breakfast, mm-hmm. um, would that be a healthy choice? Uh, I'm, I'm curious if... Uh, Not sure of this donut of which you speak. Um, no, do you remember the one that had the ridges on it? It nope. had a croissant, sort of a I fluffy... Don't, uh, don't remember it. You don't remember it at all? No. It was coated in sugar. Um, it had like no, a sugary I glaze don't to it. Remember it? You don't remember it? Nor do you. Nor do nor do I. Mm-mm. Hmm. You're, so you did need a donut You're this morning. Such, I mean, after yesterday, really? You're going to do this to me after yesterday? After, what is yesterday? Uh, yesterday was not a good day. You were not in a good mood. You were not in a good mood. And I, then today, when my wife is up and listening, uh-huh. what do you do? I what tell her about the donut you ate for breakfast. I don't remember that, and you're making that up, you piece of garbage. Well, you it was know, just, it was it's just on a-, a Friday. I'm with my wife now for three days. Well, you what bring, are you doing? You bring your field of greens, and then you down a dozen donuts, and then you take a scoop, and then you get another dozen donuts. That's been the policy for you for weeks. Have you not told her that? Because you told me it was okay. As long as you had a field of greens, you could have each donut in the box. And you could just continue to order them. And they, I mean, there have been the delivery trucks have been here. They keep bringing them in over and over and over again, box after box after box. Have you not communicated any of this to her? BrickhouseGlenn.com. <laughs> uh, you want to be healthy. Um, you, of course, stay away from donuts. And if somebody comes in with a box of donuts, you say no. <laughs> you say no. Which I did. You did say no for about 15 seconds, and then 
That changed up. There was a change up after that one. <laughs> no, no. Why do you? Well, you I was telling the truth. I was telling the truth. You leave it there, hmm. Stu. This is not being a wingman. This is being a hole of some sort, and it's not a donut hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Field of Greens. Order now. <laughs> Sale ends today. 25% off plus free shipping with the promo code G-L-E-N-N. The sale ends today. Don't wait. BrickhouseGlen.com. Field of Greens. Uh, it's a healthy choice. It's uh, BrickhouseGlen.com. Promo code Glenn. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so uh, Donald Trump tweeted something today and set the world on fire. Uh, but this, I think, is a good fire. Um, he is uh, claiming that the Golan Heights in Israel, which is disputed territory, mm. uh, it's disputed. occupied territory. Sure will. is, Glenn. Yeah. But, occupied since, what, 1967? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and occupied, you know, because uh, the, the entire Middle East attacked uh, Israel and pushed them uh, and Israel pushed them all the way back in deep into their own countries and took a lot of the land of Egypt and Jordan and, and everywhere else. Uh, and then they gave that land back, but they kept strategic land because they realized you'll do this again to us. Yeah. And the Golan Heights uh, is strategically if you've ever been there, you know, if if I could explain it as the Golan Heights is literally, literally uh, like if you were in Manhattan and you said every big, tall building belongs to ISIS. And they have access and they can do whatever they want in those big, tall buildings. And you know that what they want to do is kill Americans do you think they would have an easy time shooting Americans from the windows? Of course. Do you think on the ground you would have a hard time hitting them if they had all of the high ground? Of course. This is literal high ground. It's It, it like ends in a cliff overlooking cities. And all you have to do is just lob, you know, lob missiles or... Or uh, or shoot from the high ground and you kill everybody. Yeah, I mean it's it's a gravity argument. Yes, it really yes. is that simple. Um, yes, you know, I mean, if you look think back of uh, the the Vegas shootings, I mean, having an elevated position allows one person with a gun to do an incredible amount of damage. It's not something yes. you can just give up when you are surrounded by countries attacking you. And to call it occupied territory might have, I mean, I guess some outward attachment to to being valid if th- israel was the one attacking right they were attacked right so i i mean there is no justification here it's been f- you know over 50 years of this policy where we just kind of ignore that it happened and say it's disputed it's not disputed they, they they've held the territory for 50 years and it's theirs they have to protect it or, you know, the, the effect on the Israeli people will be disastrous. And it's a great time for it, given that Syria, who theoretically it would be there, you know, that's who they took it from. Syria's in disarray. I mean, if you can't win a PR battle against Assad, 
I mean, who can you who can you beat? Mm-hmm. Now, Israel, of course, will still lose. the 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 the, the, you know, the world will still pick Assad over uh, Israel, <laughs> which is amazing in and of itself. But this is clearly the right policy. Again, this is just recognizing something that's already true. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Golan Heights, part of Israel. Period. It's been like this for a long time. It's, we all know it's true, and we need to stop faking it. It's it's like Austria. It's like saying that Austria is German. That's what Hitler said. Mm-hmm. And he rolled his tanks in there and he took it and they annexed it. And a lot of people were like in Austria were like, oh, good. We're Germans. Well, no. And when the war was over, it's not an occupied or disputed land, Austria. It's Austria. Germans could say all they want. Well, that's our land. Well, I'm sorry. You lost it in the war. You just claimed it, then you uh, then you just annexed it, then you decided that every country in this area belonged to you. No, it didn't. No. And so they gave most of the land back, but all of the strategic land, they said, no, we're not giving that to you because we won it in a war. And the only reason why we fought this war is because you attacked us and you used these places to do a, a lot of your dirty work. No, we'll give you all of your land back except for the strategic places. No, you don't get it. They won it in a war, fair and square, period. In a war that they were not on the offensive on. I mean, I, you know, yeah, this and, is a defensive effort. And the fact that they've been able to protect that land, and I mean, they should. It's theirs. It's, it's over, guys. It's over. It's been over for a long time. You know, I mean, it's like when people come up, they're like, Bleh. they go into like Arizona and they're like, this is Mexico. No, it's it's over, guys. It's over. It's Arizona now. Okay. It's California now. You got to get over that one. You got to get over it. It's just, it's, it's, it's a long time ago. It, these wars, this is, borders change all the time, all over the world. And especially when you are the country that is being invaded, you don't need to give that back. Of course not. It's, and it's been 50 years. There's settlements there. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous fake game we've all been playing with ourselves. Uh, and that is, uh, it's nonsense. You know, what's amazing is, um, you know, all truths and lies are going to be revealed. And it seems like we are in that, that time period where even the good ones are being revealed now. This, this finally... We have somebody in the office that will say the truth about Israel. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Car Shield. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair really super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or your dealership do the work. Doesn't matter. Uh, they take care of it. So you're not waiting for, you know, you're not paying it on your credit card, and then waiting for them to reimburse you. It's taken care of. They pay them directly. Extended vehicle protection from Car Shield. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. When it comes to costly repairs, you need options. Instead of being stuck and going, well, I don't have the money. What do we do? If your car has 5,000 to 150,000 miles on it, doesn't matter. 
You can get that extended vehicle protection now from CarShield. CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. CarShield.com or 800-CAR-6000. Go to BlazeTV.com and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. And you'll get, among other things, Pat Gray Unleashed. He's going to join us next. I have the honor to introduce you to one of the best people I know. His name is Mike Rowe. The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe. This is a great podcast that gives a unique take on American history. He explores everything from pop culture to politics, athletes to actors, history to Hollywood. It's called The Way I Heard It, and he shares stories for the curious mind with a short attention span. Each episode is 10 minutes or less about a famous person or an event that you know, filled with surprise facts that you likely didn't know start with episode 36 oh brother i mean you want to talk about a family divided by politics this story revolves around another presidential election about making america great again i love the big reveal at the end but i won't spoil it for you you'll love it go to micro.com slash podcast and listen and subscribe to the way i heard it that's m-i-k-e-r-o-w-e dot com slash podcast that's micro.com slash podcast This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday, and I think we all need to get our, our heads in the right space here. Do we have any, like, spa music or or anything like that? I don't know if we do, but uh, it would be helpful to <laughs> just breathe in. Let all that hatred go. Breathe in. Let all that hatred go. You know, I don't. Keep doing that while I talk to you here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the class be taken over by a uh, a mother and daughter uh, oh. duo uh, from Florida who are uh, doing things on YouTube now that uh, are just so relaxing and and I don't think weird or creepy uh, at all. Mm-mm. So uh, take it. Go ahead, ladies. It is an extreme biohazard to make justifications for parasitism. That's true. It isn't okay. Friends, we have enough humans on the planet. We don't need any more humans. It is not okay for women to have babies and stop contributing to the process under the pretense (laughs) that they're doing a good thing by staying home and raising children. We don't need children. If you find yourself (laughs) pregnant, There are options, and you can have an abortion. No babies. Cut off the baby factories. We have 7.5 billion, with a B, Mm -hmm. humans on the planet. That's too much. The actual ideal amount seems to be under 1 billion. (laughs) Under Under 1 billion. billion. We have 7.5 billion. Stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. First Um, of all, you have to see this video. I tweeted it out yesterday. You have to see this video. Because they're sitting on uh, lawn chairs out in their backyard in Florida. And the one woman is reaching up to the sky and, I don't know, pretending to churn butter with the other hand. Uh, <laughs> and she just looks like uh, she's she's medicated. That's true. And the mom is just sitting there preaching. Uh, and it's bizarre. By the way, um, she said it wasn't good to have babies. Why, did, Why she did she have, have one? one? 
I know. Now, I did you, why did she have one? Well, they're okay. Um, they're okay. They're not. They're part a of higher the form. I think we find out later uh, mm-hmm. in another yoga session or whatever this is <laughs> uh, that uh, <laughs> that they're a higher form. They're a, they're a higher spiritual form. They are. Yeah, they are. And wow. uh, and yeah, they and they invite higher spiritual forms, I guess, into their body. And I think they leave their this plane from time to time and go to higher planes and so it's it's That's pretty beautiful true. it's true <laughs> did you notice the, the way she was talking about children about the children it, it was exactly like michael jackson she did sound like michael jackson children. except yes. she was saying the exact opposite of what michael jackson yes. would say because he let the children lots of children <laughs> lots of children but she doesn't let the children what kind of freak doesn't let the children <laughs> Because that kind of freak. I want you to know, this is the kind of freak that you are surrounding yourself with. The Democratic Party. Oh, this is it. Yeah, they. Yes, this is it. These. This should be the the head of the Democratic National Committee right here. (laughs) They should. They should just start the. They should start the convention. They can go out every every morning as the convention starts, and they can just do their little yoga class, like the hype unit, right? Right. right. Come on, get everybody pumped up. Or that's, the opposite. That's true. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. But the good news is, you know, it's a whole new kind of way of life uh, led by, you know, 70 and 80 year olds. Uh, and and I think that's I think that's good. I think that's what people are mm-hmm. looking for, you know, is do we have a dynamic 75, 80 year old man? New ideas uh, that has some new ideas. That aren't really new, but, you know. Well, like 1800s, like middle of the 1800s ideas. Right. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Somebody who's, you know. Somebody that, you know, the founders didn't get it, but Marx. Oh, he got it. Marx. And that white-haired guy. Those guys, man. They got it. When they were in Germany coming up with this stuff, they They got it. it. They got got it. it. They were really good. Is there an element, though, where the Democrats are just not, they're not embracing this enough. They're not just going for it. I mean. You bring out Bernie Sanders, who's in his 70s. You bring mm-hmm. out a Joe Biden, Elizabeth also Warren. Also in his late 70s. Yeah. Uh, Warren is, what, in her early 70s? Yeah. Uh, you know, she's the she's the spring chicken of that particular group. <laughs> right. But it just feels like you're not really owning it. Like, if you yeah. want someone with real these experience, you don't is go it, with these youngins. These are posers. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Right. Go for somebody with real experience. Mm-hmm. And we have, we'd like to uh, draft somebody for the Democratic Party. We went and we went online. We looked for the oldest Democrat uh, in America. <laughs> and we yes. found it. You want to give his? Uh, you want to give his history bit? I would love to, Glenn. Uh, he was born on January fourth, nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. Yes. So he's he's one hundred. He's one hundred years 100. old. Okay. He, he'll be he'll be one hundred and one when he's sworn into office. Nice. He served nice. in the U.S. House of Representatives yes. in New York's third district uh-huh. from nineteen sixty five to nineteen seventy three. Oh Why would we let this guy go? <laughs> I. Why are they not going after him? <laughs> I don't know. So, he, he, he joined the U.S. House of Representatives uh, in 1973 and served all the way to 1981. Now, I've, I've been clamoring for Dick Gephardt. This guy's even better. <laughs> this guy is this even guy's better. Oh, no, no, no. He's better than Dick Gephardt. Oh, come on. Gephardt's only 79. This is... It's time to draft <laughs> Lester L. Wolf for 2020. Mm-hmm. Lester is, I mean, and I got his slogan. 
He's a wolf in old man skin. <laughs> That's a right? great slogan. So <laughs> he'll be aggressive. He'll get you your socialism. Lester L. Wolf for 2020. He'll be it's 100. It's great. And one in 2020. Now we have the campaign art made up. We'll yeah. post this on glenbeck.com mm-hmm. here. Uh, you're seeing he's a good-looking man. Good looking for good looking for man. 100, you kidding me? For 100. Now, they couldn't get him to look up into the lens of the camera for this shot that he's we're using. But he's, you know, he's deep in reflection. This guy has, what, 20, 30 years more experience than some of these Democratic ch- uh, challengers. He was closer to the new ideas. Yes. Yeah, way closer. Was, I mean, think about it. He was he born. He was almost there. He was there. He, you know, his probably his first president he's remembering is like Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. So really? Not at one. Well, you know, he, well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe as his first uh, maybe. memory, you might have. Then he, but he went through all the FDR stuff. Yeah, I mean, this guy is a guy who has real experience, mm-hmm. not like these uh, mm-hmm. young candidates of today who uh, have, like Joe Biden, like Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. That whippersnapper, those whippersnappers don't even know. I know I want <laughs> Lester L. Wolf for president in 2020. So please uh, tweet. We'll give you we'll we'll start mm-hmm. this really. You know, we'll have all the campaign materials for you by mm-hmm. Monday. Um, but we'd like you to tweet Lester L. Wolf draft. Lester L. Wolf for 2020. W O L F F. Right. W O L F F. I've been looking at some of his VP candidates, by the way. I've got some good nominations. There's a guy in Connecticut who's 99. He's going to be 100 soon. So he's like right on the, on the tail of that Lester L. Wolf. Can you imagine? I think his last name is Grabowski. Did he serve Wolf Grabowski 2020 in the in Congress? Yeah, he was. Okay, good. And I like because right. Lester L. Wolf actually had a pretty uh, long career, and he he hosted uh, Ask Congress on PBS for many years, apparently. Um, and he's a he was a pretty accomplished guy. I like uh, this guy Grabowski though because I think he served like one term. So I think like, in like 1967. So like you just bring him back so he's up. Almost an outsider, but yeah. he does have yeah. experience. Yes, he's, I like that's that. the thing I like too about I like Wolf. That. Yeah, Wolf's been an outsider for, for a long time for forty <laughs> years. So so he's not part of the Washington you know swamp swamp. He's coming in from the outside. He's worked in the private sector right. for yeah, all this for a time. And, time. You know, it's electric when you hear him. You know, when he when he when he wheels up to say, "That's what fires me up." It really gets me that. every time. It gets me every time. I get chills. Yeah. I've got chills just from hearing you recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you hear the real audio of him oh, him saying or not like saying it. that. It's uh, it's great. So Lester L. Wolf for, for president for president in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. This is a real. I think this can make like a it. real it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. everyone else in the Democratic Party is already running. He's the now, only one. Left can I can I tell you currently in the race? <laughs> can I tell you who will like this idea? And because there's a possibility if you get one of these uh, old timers mm-hmm. uh, in again, spring mm-hmm. chickens compared to Lester. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you get somebody like, uh, you know, Biden, who is how old is Biden? 77 years old. 77. He'll be 79 if he okay. wins. There's a there is there's a there is a realistic chance that he doesn't make it to the end. OK, mm-hmm. now he might. He might be one of those guys that lives to be 85 uh, but there is a realistic chance that, you know, he just doesn't make it all the way through. Mm-hmm. So the person that's really into this is somebody like Biden and any or no, not Biden, uh, a Beto. 
anybody who is supporting Beto, all they need to do is get him in as vice president. I think Beto would be a guy who would want to draft Lester L. Wolf. And then be his running, running <laughs> be mate, his running perhaps? Be yeah. his running mate. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lester might like step that. down. He might step down after getting the getting <laughs> well, into office. Well, hey, I don't mean to be somebody. I mean, he's a picture. Put a picture up again of him. He is the picture of health. He is. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but he'd probably make it two terms. Oh, I think he definitely would. Yeah. Oh, Lester's going to 108. You know he is. Or well, technically probably no be 109. more like 109. <laughs> Maybe go all the way the, by the end. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I am of the opinion that he will never die. Uh, that he oh, really? yes, he okay. will. Well, he, his spirit eternal. and his and that and the movement that Lester L. Wolf is starting right here on this program today. <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, that movement is that that movement will live live on way past Lester. And we should point out this is a grassroots movement. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. we created all the campaign art for it, but it's only going to succeed if people really get behind the candidacy of Lester L. Wolf in 2020 people really need to get behind it tweet about it could we tweet the artwork out right now mm. so you have access to that artwork put it up on facebook because when you see him you know you think to yourself this is ridiculous uh please <laughs> uh but when you see him and you see the artwork you're like this could be the next candidate for the democrats yeah. and i think only the haters would say this is ridiculous only only Look, the age of phobes. We all know. We all know we live in a different world. It's not the same. Uh, and that's why the Democrats are giving you the option to really make radical change by uh, electing an old white man. Mm-hmm. Because that <laughs> is completely different <laughs> than anything we've ever seen before. So. All right. right. A lot of young options uh, coming up. I mean, you do have a couple, I guess, on the Democratic side, but they just have, for some reason, really strange hand gestures. Uh, I don't know what it is with the Beto hands thing. We got to get to the bottom of that. They all are so damn weird. It's a strange. Why is it? It's a strange, scary group. I mean, really, Beto coming out and saying, uh, "Hey, I, you know, I, I, I'm who you need me to be. I'm just tell me who you want me to be." What? <laughs> What kind of guy who knows himself and is going to be running the free world says that? Hey, I'm, you know, I'm a chameleon. I can be anything. Yeah. You want me to be more conservative? Less conservative. Want me to be for this or for that? Okay. You know who Just doesn't say me. that? Lester L. Wolf. He does. He stands he up for what he believes. That. Or he's, he or is he's a sometimes man sitting down while he's standing up for what he believes. Very few words. But when he speaks, the nurses usually listen. And uh, the time has come, Glenn. The time has come for a president that's older than 100 years old. Yeah, it's uh, this century calls for a, a centurion. Yes. So that's a good slogan. Cent- yes. If you figure out that word, it's a good slogan. Yeah, cent- centurion. Cent- like somebody older than 100. Yeah, that's, that guy. What this, that's what this century calls for. All right. Anyway, um, Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe um, is just the best built safe on the planet, bar none, as we looked at. Just the horrible, horrible devastation um, that happened with the tornadoes recently. I'm reminded of the Liberty Safe that we saw. It was the only thing that was left standing in a block. uh, And it was bolted to a floor, uh, you know, a concrete slab. And the house was gone, but the Liberty Safe was there. We've seen it in the California wildfires. Everything is gone except the chimney 
and the Liberty Safe. And the Liberty Safe is opened up, and it's still fine. Everything in it was fine. It's incredible. You need to keep your guns safe. You need to uh, keep your documents from burning up, your photographs, your your hard drives with photographs. LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. Check out the video at the top of their Facebook page. Uh, it's it's just worth it's Friday. You can screw off. I mean, that's why we have Bill O'Reilly on in about 15 minutes, to be honest with you. Or I'm watching videos while he's blabbing about whatever. Liberty, Liberty Safe, the best built safe on the planet. See their deals now at Cabela's and at LibertySafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Uh, I, I, uh, I want to talk to you about next week. Next week is a really important week, and I think a game-changing week uh, for the fight against abortion. Uh, it is getting so crazy with abortion. We are no longer talking about abortion. We're talking about infanticide. And there is this new movie that's coming out. Um, and is called Unplanned, and it is the story of Abby Johnson, who I think is a modern-day hero. She, this woman is amazing. She worked at Planned Parenthood for a while, and then she attended and had to help out on an abortion, and she saw what was really going on with an ultrasound, and it freaked her out, and she realized, this is a baby. Uh, and so she quit uh, and has become this really loving advocate uh, for life. This movie is coming out. It was given a rating uh, of R by the MPAA. There's no swearing in it. There's no violence. There's it's the scene. No sex. Is, there's no sex. There's there's nothing in it except for the procedure that you will see on an ultrasound of a baby fighting for its life against this abortion doctor. It lasts about 25 seconds, but it is impactful, and that's why they do not want your kids to see it. It opens next week. I'm actually flying out to do um, uh, some theaters in Salt Lake City next week. Everyone must see this movie. And if you have 13-year-old kids, bring them to see it. It's unplanned. More details next week. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Right now, 50 million kids are uh, attending public schools, and many times they suck. And the left isn't even trying to hide it anymore. They've made it clear their intention is to indoctrinate the next generation of ideology into our kids. And the real-world skills like arithmetic and writing and reading, just off to the side. That's why there's the Freedom Project Academy. It was created uh, as an accredited classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values for students in kindergarten through high school. Freedom Project Academy. I I want you to go and find out more about it at freedomforschool.com. Take back control of your kids' education freedomforschool.com do it now the fusion of entertainment no, and enlightenment no. this is the Glenbeck no, program just tell them we'll do it live 
Bill O'Reilly is joining us in one minute. Stand by for his look at the world. Yes, we'll do this it is live. The Glenn Beck program. Uh, let me tell you about an X chair. Uh, I'm in a next. I'm in an X chair right now, and man, this thing is as comfortable as any recliner. Uh, it, and it's not an recliner. It's an office uh, chair, and it is really, really good. We spend more time at our desk than in our bed. Now they've just announced a couple of modifications to make your X chair even better. Uh, you can check them out online. You'll understand why I love my X chair, and you can try it for thirty days, no questions asked. If if you don't love it, um, they'll ship it back, and then you know you, you get your money back. You're not you're not going to feel that way. This is a great chair, and an affordable chair as well. Go to xchairbeck.com. Use the code X Wheels. That's the letter X. W H E E L S X wheels. Do you have to spell wheels for 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 our audience? Uh, not I mean, for our audience, but the sponsor has asked me to spell it out, so I am. I mean, I think the sponsor should know that we have an intelligent audience that is capable of spelling the word wheels. W H E E L S R T, right? Wheelstert. That's how I can't remember. Anyway, you get you just use the promo code X Wheels and you're going to get the X Wheel Blade Casters. These are these really um, top of the line uh, ball bearings and then casters for the bottom of the uh, the uh, the chair. And you're going to this. I guess they're going to love them. I don't I don't know anything about the X Wheels. Anyway, you'll also get a hundred dollars off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's the letter xchairbeck.com, or you can call one eight four 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 X chair. All right, Bill O'Reilly. Mister Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program, sir. Zach, were you making fun of me with that? Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. I'll just that, do it live. You're you're mocking me before I even get on the air. Is no, that, no. Is that what I'm hearing? No, well, of course not. And of course, Bill, uh, you know there's nothing about Glenn to mock. There's no <laughs> available option. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So let's you know, get. Stu, do, I have one question. Do, does Beck have any mirrors in his house? <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Now you're oh just. God. Now you're I mean, just. I know going... there's this big harvest moon, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, welcome to the program. Uh, Let's just start right with the news from ABC that had to kill John Carl to say uh, that it looks like the Mueller report is coming out and um, they're done with indictments. Yeah, um, well, Carl reported that a few months ago that there wasn't going to be any big headline from the Mueller report. Um, So that's what everybody is expecting I don't know whether you know this, Beck, but I actually talked to the president of the United States on Monday. While you were talking with Stu, (laughs) I was talking with the president of the United States. Mm. Shows the audience exactly what level we're on. Well, let me just tell you, you might have talked to him on Monday, but I talked to him on Wednesday. So there you go. Oh, you did not. Unless he ordered chicken. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I asked him about the Mueller thing. Yeah. Because he was, uh, if the reason he called me was because he wanted to find out about this book I'm writing. Uh-huh. Of course, I didn't tell him anything about it. But, of course not. Um, but then we got into issues. And I said, well, you know, what, what about the smaller thing? You guys got uh, a ready statement? Uh, do you have people out? Do you know when it's going to come? He said, nah, I really don't know. He's not a friend of mine, but we're not expecting, you know, anything dramatic. 
And I think that's probably uh, an accurate take. That's it? That's all he said. Um, and I think it's true. No, I, I mean, not him, you. That's it. That's your analysis of this. This is big news, Bill. But it's been out there. I mean, I, well, for how many weeks has everybody been tamping down expectations? Here's the big news, Beck. Here, here it is. Mm-hmm. If it does come out this way, are we going to get apologies from all of the uh, people who convicted of Trump course not. Russian collusion? Of course are, are not. Are they going like, to line up and say, hey, we're sorry we misled you? for two years, no. and we wasted an amazing amount of your time no. on speculation, and we're idiots? No. Are they going to do that? <laughs> no, they're not. And you know they're not. And my question is, and, and perhaps this is the bigger news, perhaps this is the bigger news, uh, is uh, whether or not they're going to take nuggets out of this and then use those to further investigations, or if they're just going to move past it. If they if they take nuggets out of this and try to, you know, excuse the pun here, but trump it up uh, and and make something out of it for the next election, I think it's going to really hurt them. Well, there, there's two prongs to this. There's the media prong, and then there's the House of Representatives prong. So you already know, because MSNBC tipped it, this week said, well, yeah, I mean, maybe it's not going to be a smoking gun, but, you know, once you hear the but, mm-hmm. then they'll pull anything they can out of it to besmirch Trump. So we know that that's going to happen. Nadler and his merry men over in the House, they got a little bit of more of a problem there because um, this is taxpayer money and time. And we have vexing problems that we have to address in this country. And these guys are running around trying to, as you said, trump up stuff. That is going to anger many Americans. So tell me what you think about, I want to get into the Democrats here uh, for a second and talk to you about the candidates. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, tell me about what you think about MoveOn.org coming out and saying any Democratic nominee that wants the nomination uh, anybody who's running for president, if you show up at APAC, you don't have a chance of of getting that nomination. We won't support you. In fact, we'll do the opposite. Well, there's certainly a very interesting anti-Semitic strain in the George Soros-funded move on, media matters, color of change, and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe you can make an argument, well, they're not anti-Semitic, they're just anti-Israel. Okay, maybe you can make that argument, but um, that's a fact of life. So if you are a progressive Democrat, not a Biden, but a progressive Democrat, and you say, well, I'm going to go to the American-Israeli confab in D.C. and just, you know, see what's going on, they're going to throw you to the Twitter mob, which is, you know, the, the hangman's noose. That's what they'll do. So the message is clear to the progressive community. Do not ever support Israel, ever, under any circumstances. And that's what we are seeing. Now, you would think the 75% of Jewish Americans who support liberal causes would say, gee, that really isn't fair. Maybe let me take a look at what's going on there. But it hasn't happened. It has not happened. Uh, and the Golan Heights announcement uh, from the president over Twitter. This is a reversal of, of decades of policy. 
and a very, very welcome reversal for to at least to me and I think you know millions of uh, Israelis and Jewish people all around the world, where he is saying, "No, this is Jewish property. It's not disputed, and it's not occupied. The Golan Heights belongs to Israel." Period. Well, Americans don't care about that at all. Number one, <laughs> uh, number two, it's a defense play. Obviously, if you've been to the Middle East and Israel, you know that um, you have to have uh, Israel has to have control of the area, which they do. Uh, militarily to stem any kind of attack on that country, which would certainly come if Iran could could engineer it. There's no doubt about it. Um, so, but as far as Americans are concerned, they don't know where the Golan Heights is. They don't know the the history of it, and they don't know the strategic importance. And I'm not being supercilious, word of the day, um, but it's just a fact. So I don't expect that to get a lot of traction uh, in our politics in our political realm. I'm just wondering if if it helps wake people up between the choice, uh, you know, for any democratic or or, uh, or 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 Jewish individual that has voted for the Democrats to see what's I, I, happening I, with I'm, Omar. I have a lot of Jewish friends and uh I grew up with a lot of Jewish guys in in Levittown in New York. Um and um, I would say most of them are liberal. And I asked them that question. I said, you know, look, and they don't have an answer. But I think the emotion of um, Jewish people rooting for the underdog, uh, wanting um, people who don't have much to get a hand up because of their history, almost overrides what's happening in Israel. It's the only way I can assess it. All right. We've got a lot of other things to uh, uh, talk about uh, the immigration courts, what's happening, um, the uh, fact that uh, the Democrats are trying to uh, overthrow the uh, Electoral College. Also, the main house has uh, has passed a bill to rename Columbus Day Indigenous Peoples Day. That's in Maine. They're doing this um, uh, and the latest from uh, Ocasio-Cortez and 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 being on the cover of Time magazine magazine as the phenom. We'll talk to Bill O'Reilly in one minute. Stand by. First, let me just give you this quick message from LifeLock. Social Security numbers sell for a buck on the dark web, but full medical records can command about a thousand bucks. And despite knowing how valuable these records are. A 2017 survey of healthcare providers found that 16%, only 16%, have fully functional cybersecurity programs. That's amazing. 16%? You might want to ha- I mean, what year is it? Do we still, are we still on dial-up? There's nothing more important than your medical records. Mm. There are many ways that cyber criminals can take what's yours, and you're going to miss a lot of these identity threats if you're only monitoring your credit. That's why there's LifeLock. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can uncover the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and get 10% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. Get 10% off now at lifelock.com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. (music) 
Back with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. His uh, new book coming out uh, on sale the night, uh, the 17th of September, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. Hey, Mr. O'Reilly. Uh, Bill, I'm curious on your take on what happened in New Zealand here, where, you know, obviously you have the shooting, and then six days later, they're passing massive gun restrictions. You know, the media here wants to tell America that that's the way it's supposed to work, that, you know, you, you have something that happens and you immediately pass laws in the, in the most emotional moments. Uh, right approach for, for a country, for a civilization? Well, the big difference between, obviously, New Zealand and the United States. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of self-defense mechanisms in New Zealand unless the sheep go wild. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a very sparsely populated country. Uh, there's not a lot of violent crime there. Um, there aren't, you know, vast stretches of New Zealand that are unpoliced. Uh, I, I, it's it's a totally different situation. Don't you see, though, the the, um, the way the, the media and the left reacts to things like this is they say, that's the way we're supposed to do it. That's what well, we're supposed course, to do. The American media is becoming increasingly ardently liberal. They're always liberal, mm -hmm. always. But now they're ardently liberal. And one of the tenets of liberalism is no guns, none. Um, and that doesn't stack make any sense because then you are really left defenseless if you live in Wyoming and there isn't a sheriff you know, within 80 miles of you and something bad happens and you need protection and you don't have a gun i mean that doesn't make any sense well the, the, the guy who the here. one one guy who stopped the shooter uh from shooting more people and, and got him to move and run for a little bit uh is a guy who had believe it or not an arrow i think he they, they described it as an arrow i think he used something else as an arrow to break the window they said but. well okay so a spear of <laughs> some sort he used something as a spear uh, and he threw this, what they describe as an arrow, uh, and it missed the guy, but shattered the window of the car he was next to. Imagine if the guy had, I don't know, a gun. Well, Australia has these rules, too, and they did it the exact same way after a horrific shooting there. Uh, the parliament uh, passed all kinds of draconian gun laws. Look, every country has got to regulate itself. I'm not going to tell New Zealand what to do. I don't know. I've never been there. Been to 82 countries, but never New Zealand. But in the United States of America, it is clear that our Constitution gives individuals the freedom to protect themselves. That's what this is about. I'm not a gun guy. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, but I need protection. I, Bill O'Reilly, need protection. All right, because there are bad people who want to hurt me. So, therefore, I take steps to protect myself. I don't want Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez telling me I can't do that. Now, yeah. it'll never happen. As I said, the Second Amendment will never be overturned. And all the um, Washington, D.C. attempts to ban it in certain jurisdictions have all failed. But this is America. And other countries, they do things differently. And I'm, I don't think i should intrude on that so um okay i, I agree with you on uh, new zealand they can do whatever they want 
Um, But we are different. And I want to pose uh, something to you and and get your thoughts on this. Right now, Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez, they are they are saying this is the kind of, you know, stuff that we need to do right here in, in America that took leadership. And we have the leaders now to be able to do this. First, they're they're telling you the truth for the first time. The masks are coming off when they say we don't want to take people's guns. Yes, they do. They're now saying exactly what they want to do. Um, and and so there is that movement. But if you listen to Ocasio-Cortez, um, what she's talking about on the Hill, I don't know if you saw the the uh, video of her with the president of Wells Fargo, where she was talking about, you know, maybe we should sue you. Why can't we hold you uh, responsible for any oil leaks that happen around the country? You know, if you give loans to uh, Exxon and he said, well, because we didn't build the pipeline or we're not building the boats, we're we're the ones just giving them money to to um, finance these things. We're not building it. And she didn't accept that as an answer. And she what she was really doing was saying uh, to the big banks, we are coming after you. If you finance things that we don't like, of course, and they're doing this now with guns already in New York. And I was going to say that they're doing with the gun manufacturers. Yes. Look, the design of these people, the far left progressive movement, is to centralize all the power in Washington. That's how China is run. All the power in China is in Beijing. It's not in any other place but Beijing. Everybody in China, 1.5 billion people, obeys what the people in Beijing put out. And if you don't, you wind up in a camp. So that's the vision of the progressives, that we are going to tell you exactly what you can and can't do. That's their ultimate goal. That's why they want the Electoral College. That's why they want to give four-year-olds the vote. Um, <laughs> and all of that. All right? Let's get the power in Washington. Let's get these crazy people from Mississippi out of it. All right? Let's get these Texans out of there. They're crazy. We know how to do this. And so if you don't buy into that, we're going to punish you. So if you are a commentator, we're going to tell sponsors not to buy spots on your show. If you are a bank, we're going to tell you who you can and can't lend money to. If you are a gun owner, a gun maker, and anyone gets killed by that gun, then you have a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Because we don't want you to make the guns. So we're going to control every aspect of life from Washington, or Moscow, or Beijing, or Havana. That's what it is. So and we're incrementally yes. taking steps to get there. And as we're as we're fighting this fight uh, for the Second Amendment, we have to fight it on two sides. We have to. It's a multi front battle. We're fighting for the Second Amendment, and we're 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 saying thank God there's the Second Amendment. However, at the same time, they're going after the banks, and they'll choke off all of the money. And if you don't have the money to produce it, well, you have the right to buy it. Just but go ahead and buy it. This is not close to getting passed yet. 
It's but wait, right. wait, 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 wait. It doesn't have to pass. All they have to do is scare them enough. Look, New York came oh, okay. to that's a good point. New York came to the banks and said, look, guys, just don't do business with any of these gun dealers, because we think some of these gun dealers, you know, might be, you know, selling illegal guns. And we don't want to have to spend so much time, you know, investigating all of your business dealings. So if you don't do business, it's going to be a, you know, 20 day. Sure, that's what 20 day audit with the media boycotts. Correct. Do business with these people because we don't like them. Right. And and if we have to, if you want to do business with them, that's fine. But it'll be more like a 90 day audit. Well, nobody wants the federal government in their stuff well, for 90 days. Extortion is going on. And but it's not right now institutionalized. It's all coming from pressure groups and far left politicians. So once it does get institutionalized where a law would be passed in New York or California that says anybody killed with a gun can sue the gun manufacturer, and that could happen. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it'll be ruled unconstitutional, but that's where they're going. You're absolutely right that, that they know they can't win in the ballot box yet, yet. But if they get the four-year-olds to vote, if, if, the, if the strollers are admitted into the uh, polling places... All right, maybe they'll suddenly get more power. Okay, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Make sure that you watch his uh, program. Uh, He delivers it every night, as only Bill O'Reilly can. We'll do it live! (laughs) Uh, BillOReilly.com and his new book, coming out in September. Order now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, 23 and me. 23 and me. What your genes say about you says a lot. You can find out now about uh, if you're a carrier of certain uh, disorders, uh, certain dangerous genes. You can find out a lot of stuff about your future and, and, and how you really need to eat and how you need to live based on your genes alone. Uh, also, you get to find out who you are. As I have told you before, I have found out that I am 13 times more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. Mm. So I belong to the uh, Grand Cherokee Nation. So we all drive in Jeeps. Anyway, uh, 23andMe. Go to 23andMe.com slash Beck and take this trip with me and find out who you really are and find out how to better your health. 23andMe.com slash Beck. While you're signing up at BillOReilly.com, why not swing over to BlazeTV.com, too? If you use the promo code Glenn there, you'll save 10 bucks. I don't think it's going to save you anything at BillOReilly.com. Mary, the child you bear will become the greatest of men. From the network that brought you the Bible. There has been talk about Jesus. They say he's healing the sick. Comes the life of Jesus Christ. It's preaching is what concerns me. He's helping people. From those who knew him best. We are his followers. We've seen him do wondrous things. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus, his life. Monday at 8 on History. I want to... um... I I want to start with Bill O'Reilly here with an interview... um... 
where Donald Trump was talking about John McCain. Listen. Bill and replace, we would have had great health care. But Mr. President, Millions. he's dead. He can't punch back. I know uh, you punch back, no, but he's dead. I don't talk about it. People ask me the question. I didn't bring this up. You just brought it up. You asked the question. Well, you talked about it this week. You asked me the question. When I went out yesterday to the scrum, they asked me the question. When they asked me the question, I answered the question. But you people bring it up. I don't bring it up. I'm not a fan. He was horrible what he did with repeal and replace. It was what he did to the Republican Party and to the nation and to sick people that could have had great health care was not good. So I'm not a fan of John McCain, and that's fine. Do you feel a responsibility as president to bring the nation together? I, mean, I do. I do. And I think I am in a certain way bringing it together. I can tell you that a big portion of this nation is united like it's never been united before. You look at our economy. You look at jobs. You look at African-American, the lowest in the history of our country. Unemployment numbers, the best numbers they've ever had. But that's what I'm saying. Hispanic, you look at Asian, you look at women, the best in 65 years, best numbers in 65 years. I think I am bringing it together. I think I'm bringing it together. Not by talking about John McCain. I just said you brought up a question, Maria. I didn't bring it up. I didn't mention John McCain until you asked me a question about John McCain. Now, I could say I have no comment, but that's not me. But you shouldn't have Hmm. brought it up. Actually, I thought you weren't supposed to bring it up, but that's okay. You know, fake, me, fake news every no, once in a while. It's, it's not fake news. You just told me why you have an issue with him. I, it's it's, I it's have real a very, news. a very serious issue. He handed something to the FBI on me. He knew it was a fake. He handed it to the FBI. That's an issue. And now we're going to get the... and replace of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. He campaigned for years. That's an issue. But I didn't bring it up, Marie. You did. What do you think of this, Bill? Stupid. I mean, look... Uh, Donald Trump's mad because John McCain played a dirty game on him. Apparently, by congressional testimony, that's true. Because his uh, dossier, which had all kinds of horrible things about Trump that weren't true, was floating around D.C. Somebody gave it to McCain. McCain gave it to the FBI and other people. That's pretty pretty bad. Well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I would be angry if you were if you received this dossier and it was going around. Would you not instead of talking about it or just dismissing it? You have this dossier. It's going around. Wouldn't you bring it to the FBI and say, can you guys prove this or disprove this? But this is bad. Either direction. If it's true, if it's not true, it's got to be stopped. Absolutely not. I would not do that. I would give it to the Republican National Committee if I'm uh, one of the uh, stalwarts of the party. I wouldn't give it to the FBI because that gives us credibility. Um, I would then go public and say somebody handed me this thing. Uh, Here's who handed it to me. And, um, you know, it's unverified because he couldn't have verified it, McCain, because it's not true. So I think he handled it wrong. But... I don't think the president should be harping on it because it doesn't do anybody any good. No. It only doesn't do the country any good. No. And it distracts away from what he wants to talk about, which is the economy and the executive order telling the universities, if you deny freedom of speech, you're not going to get federal money. That's a pretty good executive order. How many people know that happened yesterday? Not a lot. I no. mean, it was, it's, it's, it's been it's an McCain. Right. So, so the president, you know, he just keeps sabotaging himself. All right, we understand why you're mad. Make a statement, one or two lines, and that's the end of it. But when Bar Romo brings it up, he 
has a point. He says, look, I, I can't just say no comment. You're asking me about it. But for me, here's what I would have done back. I would have said, John McCain put out this uh, dossier in a sneaky way. I found out about it through congressional testimony. I wish he had not done it, but I forgive him. What's the next question? Mm, Had that been the way to do it? Yes. Can I ask you a question? I, somebody was here yesterday who was a, uh, uh, a person on The Apprentice, a contestant on The Apprentice during the John McCain election. And uh, this person told me that they talked about the election off camera. And uh, he had said he was a friend of John McCain's. Uh, he liked him and he felt that he needed to vote for him just out of loyalty to their friendship. He wasn't sure about this Palin woman, but but he was a friend with John McCain. You've known him for all those years. Was he a friend with John McCain? He was an acquaintance and he gave him money and he publicly endorsed him. But he wasn't talking to me about John McCain. I don't think they had any social interaction. But at that point, Trump wanted to defeat Barack Obama. I didn't like Obama because Obama was bad for business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, he, he supported McCain. He gave McCain money. Were they buddies? No. But McCain didn't like Trump. Once Trump got in the position of destroying uh, McCain's friends uh, in the debates, or Republican debates, um, McCain turned against Trump. He didn't like that. He didn't like the little Marco stuff. He didn't like the mm-hmm. Lion Ted stuff. He mm-hmm. didn't like the uh, Jeb Bush stuff. And that's when McCain started to undermine Trump, which he absolutely did. Mm-hmm. And I that's agree why that. Trump now despises McCain. Uh, Bill, can that's we take the inside story? Nice. There you go. Is that going to be in the book? Are we going to be able to get that in the yes, book? Actually, I'm writing that part now about the debates and Megyn Kelly and all of that. Mm, that's going to and be I have a vantage point on that that nobody in the world has. Um, which is why you're going to love the United States of Trump when it comes out. Mm, in September. Uh, let's go to the border real quick here, uh, Bill. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, or Robert Francis O'Rourke, which is his actual name, uh, was talking about why we don't need a wall on our southern border. Listen. We do not need any walls. $30 billion, 2,000 miles long, 30 feet high. It will not be built on the international boundary line, which is the center line of the Rio Grande River. That wall will be built well into the interior on someone's ranch, someone else's farm, someone else's home. You and I will be forced to take their property to solve a problem that we do not have. Hmm. A problem that we do not have on the southern border. It's just unbelievable that this is a three-term congressman from El Paso, and he can walk across the border and and he's telling you you don't have a problem? When it's 70,000... Migrants taken into U.S. custody in February alone, all being told that as soon as they touch the United States, they can apply for asylum, and eight years later, maybe they'll get a hearing, and they don't have a problem. This is what I mean when you hear things like, I don't know, Beto O'Rourke. I mean, I have no idea about this guy. But when I hear things like that, he's disqualified immediately. In, in this voter's consideration. Let me ask John you. John Emerson poll just came out today. It's got Bernie Sanders tied with Biden at 26%. Now, Emerson's not a reliable polling outfit. They're very rarely right. But I don't know one human being 
who supports Bernie Sanders. Do you know anybody? No. Personally? No. I don't know one person. <laughs> who are these people? Where are they? <laughs> They're on the Bernie college campuses. Sanders? Many of them are on the college campuses. Let me ask you. I guess Emerson is a college in Boston, and maybe they pull their own crew. Yeah. But I'm saying to myself, are you insane? Are, why don't we just have Roseanne be president? <laughs> well. All right? Why? I mean, if you're going to go Bernie, go Roseanne. At least I, we'll have a few laughs. I, I have to tell you, I, I think that might be a possibility. They've, they've put almost everybody who is just a, a circus freak or clown into the uh, running here. It's, it's... But, but say, Sanders isn't a freak or a clown. And, and I mean... Uh, you had, uh, I think, Mark Levin on last night screaming how they were sick. That's not, they're not, no. But if you just step back, just step back. Bernie Sanders is a communist. All right, he's not a socialist. He honeymooned in the Soviet Union. Yeah, I would put that into the freak category. I said freak yeah, or well, clown. Not, you know, I don't, I don't like that word. I mean, he is it's a my word of the day now. communist. He does not believe in free enterprise. Okay, so let me let me let me go here with yes. with Beto. I want to I want to give you a, a a scenario and see what you think about this. Beto said this week, I, I I I open it up to you. I can be anybody you want me to be. So tell me who uh, who you want me to be, who you need me to be. So if you look back at his history, he yeah. was a hacker. Um, and, uh, you know, part of this really bad hacking group when he was young, he was writing really dark stuff. Then he leaves yeah. that and he goes to an Ivy League school where he's the the head of the uh, crew team where he, you know, he's out rowing, uh, you know, with Buffy and <laughs> Tiffany uh, and it's polar opposite. Then he goes back and is in some grunge, really bad grunge band. I don't think this guy knows who he is. I, I think. But why do you care? Why do you care if he knows who he is? I mean, you want to go out on a double date with him? <laughs> no, I if mean, he's going to be running as president, no, no, I think no, that's really no, important. No, no. He, he'll, yes, he's going to be running, and Hollywood idiots will fund him, and he'll get out there. But in the end, he's not going to get the nomination. All he right? might get. He might no. become the vice president. And with the no, age of these no, guys, two white guys on the ticket back, that's never going to happen. Okay, um, he's going to be out there. He'll entertain us. He'll be entertaining. But if you are an American, all right, a person born in this country who wants good things for the country and believes in its nobility. And you have a guy who lives in El Paso telling you there's no problem here. <laughs> um, the hundreds of thousands of tons of narcotics coming across. Ah, you know, that's not really a problem. You just look at him and you go, next. <laughs> Bill, you seem pretty confident in who's going to win this nomination. If you had to yeah. break it down by percentage chance. What, what would you where? How would you distribute your percentages? Well, I'd say Biden's got a fifty percent chance now. Okay. You never know about Biden because Biden he's a moody kind of guy. Um, he's on Thursday he's all jazzed to run, and on Friday you know his back hurts. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, so I'd say fifty percent. 
the establishment Democrats, these are the old money Democrats. They want them. Mm-hmm. All right. And but they realize that if they get them, they have to have Kamala on the second ticket or some mm-hmm. minority woman, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not not Pocahontas, because that's too loaded. <laughs> um, but, you know, Kamala Harris, she, uh, you know, former prosecutor, that kind of thing. That's what I see. Um, but <clears throat> look, no one on Earth thought Donald Trump would be elected. No one. No one on earth said Barack Obama would do it. So, yes, a dark horse could emerge, but it isn't going to be Beto, all right, because Beto has nothing. He brings nothing, just as you said. Well, you know, uh, you're just sitting here, this is impossible. The Chinese negotiating with Beto, uh, can you just imagine it? I'm sitting here, go, Putin? Putin, I, 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 Putin's going, please, give me Beto, please, so I can take over all of South Asia. Uh, it's just insane. And, and that's where we are. But the media will never tell you the truth. They'll never analyze these candidates in, a, in an honest way. Ever in a million years where they say, uh, excuse me, Mr. O'Rourke, we have tons of heroin coming in from Mexico. There may be a little problem there. Maybe 75,000 homicides south of the border. That might be a little problematic, Mr. O'Rourke. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Because they're also, they all want Trump out. They don't care who runs. The only time they're going to be honest is right now while they're still divided on who should be the candidate. And so they will snipe at each other and they'll release dirt on each other. But as soon as it is narrowed down... That you'll never yeah, hear a tough coalesce. question. Yeah, they will but all. The media is not going to snipe at them. Yeah. They'll, they'll snipe at each other. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see these yeah. debates. Who can who can out socialize the other? No, mm-hmm. uh, oh, no, I'm going to give you this. No, wait, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you this. <laughs> I, oh, oh, you know, can you top this? Uh, it's. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But you know, the debate is going to be moderated. By Raul Castro. I mean, you're not going to have a lot of tough questions. <laughs> you already, I mean, the CNN debates are crazy. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. I appreciate right, it. Uh, BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. All right. The run-up to this uh, election is going to be eh, a little dicey. I think a little dicey. You think? I do. Hmm. With socialists, progressives, Antifa, all preaching the same thing, envy, inequality, you know, they have it, and I don't, and I deserve it, and they don't. You need a security system. Simply Safe is 100% committed to helping you fear less at home. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there right now and get a 10% discount. There's no contracts. You own the system. It is state of the art. It's changing and truly revolutionizing this business. It is simplysafebeck.com. Free shipping, free returns, and 10% off at simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, we we're talking about the um, uh, the the debates and how they're going. You notice that nobody has asked uh, any of the women if they're going to choose a male running mate. 
We don't need males and we don't need whites. We don't need white people. We don't need males. We, you know what else we don't need? Our straight people. You know, we only have one openly gay candidate in this race right now. Why do the Democrats hate gays? Why? I think I, that is the, uh, if you had to pick a uh, an outlier VP candidate, like if, let's say, a Ka- uh, Kamala Harris wins, uh, a Pete Buttigieg could be a possibility. He's well-liked. He's kind of an up-and-comer in the Democratic Party. He's the mayor uh, of South Bend, but he's also the only openly gay candidate. They're going to want that. They're going to want to have the first openly gay person who ever ran for higher office at this level. They're going to want that on their resume for Democrats because all they care about is identity politics. I think it's it's an outlier, but it's a possibility. I think it is a possibility. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about American Finance, our spotlight sponsor uh, this hour. Uh, you know, now is the time to buy a new home if you're going to buy a new home. Prices are, are dropping. Uh, I think they will eventually drop a little lower, but they are going to, as they drop lower, it's going to be hard to buy them because I think financing is going to be hard to get. Uh, rent is going to go up. Please get your house in order. If you're looking to buy a house, now is the time. American financing of the people to help you finance that home. If you have, uh, you know, high credit card bills, get refied and get those things off your back. Please get your financial house in order. And these people will help you. It's AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. There is a guy who we have introduced you to before, but I, I wanted to have him on again because there's some breaking news about the last election, uh, the midterm election, and how Google is is skewing things and moving people towards the left. And I feel bad for him because he's a really, I mean, he's a really nice guy and he's an honest guy, but he doesn't want to be this guy. He, he was a voter for Hillary Clinton. You know, in the latest article about him in the L.A. Times, the, the last line uh, in it uh, is, uh, let me see, I become a darling of conservatives, which is driving me crazy. He's not a fan of conservatives. He's a fan of the truth. And we all need to face the truth, whether we like it or not. And this truth changes the republic if we don't listen to it. We have Dr. Robert Epstein and breaking news in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Young lady looking for uh, her first home here in Texas and the market price point really hot. So she went to realestateagentsitrust.com. In 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 Texas right now, the market is so hot, your house can get multiple bids on it in a day. So she got a real estate that we suggested and and he said, "Okay, let's get you pre-qualified. We got a mortgage company here that he had a lot of history with. And that way he could speak with authority to the seller's agent. He advised them to find a home that was priced to sell. So they knew the owner was ready to move, find a home that was uh, well located and priced right. 
And it would be something that they could lease in case there was, you know, a downturn in the economy and they could handle it. Knowing that there would be multiple offers, he said, well, let's just offer a little more than asking, but still less than what the house would be appraised for. They also said, let's help with the closing costs. Well, they found the house. They had 10 offers in three days, but she got the house because her real estate agent knew how to get it done. Out of 10 offers, she got it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're buying or selling a new home. You have to work with somebody who really knows the market. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Dr. Robert Epstein, he is a senior research psychologist, uh, and he has been looking in to Google and others. Are they affecting the outcome of elections? And I and doctor, I feel really I do. I feel for you because I I know what it's like when you're speaking the truth. And 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 sometimes nobody wants to listen to it. Somebody doesn't want to listen to it uh, and how frustrating that is. And this is really important. Uh, so I know you you don't necessarily love us conservatives, but uh, I love I love people who look for truth. Well, first of all, uh, Glenn, let me let me give you a big thank you, because uh, some, the last time I was on your show, you gave out a link where people can support my research. Yeah. And do you know that we got thousands of dollars in donations for the nonprofit where we do the research? Really? I mean, there, there are people who are even, you know, signed up for, you know, monthly payments. Wow, that's, that's great. I mean, it's amazing that, that you, you made that happen. I, you must have the most generous listeners. I do. Uh, yeah. I do. We have the, they have fed more people and, and literally freed more slaves um, uh, in the Middle East than, than countries, literally countries. I mean, we're, they're being recognized by uh, uh, Australia, by the United States State Department. Uh, one of our partners, uh, we got a Nobel Peace Prize for the work that uh, they're doing to be able to uh, save um, people uh, all across the world and free them from slavery. So they are a great audience. Well, you definitely have made things happen, you know, for me, and I really appreciate it. And as far as me not liking conservatives, that I'm not a my my politics aren't conservative, but I've I've actually uh, because conservatives uh, seem to like my work, I've actually made very very dear friends who happen to be you know conservative. Right. Uh, I mean, um, Peter Schweitzer, I now consider a very dear friend. He's a good guy, and he's the Clinton cash guy, yeah. and. Uh, I, I've actually become friends with with Ann Coulter, even though she makes me cringe when she says something on television. But uh, <laughs> you know, so I, we all have those yeah. friends. We all have those friends. Uh, so, so tell everybody in case you don't know what you do and what what you're looking into. Sure. Well, there's two different things I do, and unfortunately, the LA Times just totally got this wrong. Uh, one is for more than six years, I've been doing randomized, controlled scientific studies uh, showing the the new power that companies like Google and Facebook have to shift opinions and votes without 
people knowing. And that's very, very rigorous research published in top scientific journals, including the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, LA Times. Did they even mention that? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and and has, could anyone possibly find fault uh, with that work? No. You can't publish in those journals if, if your work is faulty. Now, the second thing that I've been doing um, and more quietly is trying to learn how to build monitoring systems. These companies surveil us 24 hours a day. I'm the only person so far in the world who's developed two monitoring systems for surveilling them. In other words, for, for figuring out what they're showing people, especially in the days leading up to elections. Mm-hmm. And I did it in 2016. That got reported by the Washington Post. Uh, and I've done it again. I did it again in 2018. That story just broke this morning. And I am making progress in learning how to do this kind of monitoring and learning how to, de- to detect bias in the content that these companies are showing people. And once again, I caught Google, not Bing or Yahoo, but I caught Google with their digital pants down. And, uh, you know, what's there, they should be embarrassed about because I, I found very clear and strong liberal bias in the content that they were showing people in the days leading up to the election. And that was enough if they were doing that nationwide, which I didn't monitor the whole country, but if they had been doing what I found nationwide, that would have shifted upwards of 78.2 million votes to oh Democrats in, across multiple races with no one having the slightest idea that they have been influenced in this way. That's why this is a very, very dangerous kind of influence. That's why we also need monitoring systems yes. to be running yes. on a large scale. And that's those are the two things I do, the scientific stuff and then the, you know, developing monitoring systems. So I want to get into I want to get into what you found uh, and how, and how they're swaying elections. But I, I want to ask you first, are you familiar with the book Surveillance Capitalism? The new book by Shoshana Zuboff. Oh, yeah. In fact, I I mentioned I have a new new piece out this morning in USA Today criticizing Elizabeth Warren's uh, plan for breaking up big tech. It's completely toothless. But I mentioned uh, Zuboff's book in there as being, you know, a a superb book that focuses on on one aspect of the problem, which is the surveillance aspect. Yes. There, There are actually three big problems here. There's the surveillance, there's the censorship, and then there's the the, the, part, the piece that I study, which is the most dangerous of all. That's the manipulation. So I think that she covers, uh, you know, she touches on those. And I think, you know, um, when you look at they are looking to build something of absolute certainty so they know how to predict, then it's quite logical um, if you just look at this as a sales tool to then just nudge people this way or that way, and it becomes terribly frightening uh, and, and and not just for capitalist reasons where you're doing things and buying things without even knowing why, but because they can move and manipulate you any way they want, whether that's to vote for something, to buy for something or or hate something or love something. It's truly dangerous, and I think you're the only one that is actually monitoring and seeing any of these effects and how they're doing it. So tell me what you found in 2018. How, did you, how do you know 
that Google was doing this and and Bing and Yahoo was not. Well, I set up now for the second time a a Nielsen type network of field agents. And and this is what Nielsen does with their families. Mm -hmm. They have this network that they're all secret. And, you know, they, they look over the shoulders of people in the families to see what they're watching on TV. So I set up once again, a, an anonymous network of field agents and developed special softwares, all custom stuff so that allowed me, with their permission, to look over their shoulders and see what content they were fed when they were doing election-related searches in the days leading up to the 2018 election. I focused mainly on three staunchly Republican uh, congressional districts in California, 45, 48, and 49, uh, and literally collected a massive amount of data. No one's ever done this before, not at this scale. So I preserved more than 47,000 election-related searches Mm. and the 400,000 web pages to which the search results linked. And, of course, I know where those web pages are being shown to people in search results, and so I can measure the bias in the web pages and then see where they're being shown in those search results. And sure enough, on Google, those higher search results definitely are showing people content that favors Democratic candidates. Google and Bing, much more balanced, but Google, very, very clear bias in what they are showing people. I just want to correct you. You mean that Yahoo and Bing are much more fair, uh, but Google is is clearly biased. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have said Yahoo and Bing. Yeah, and the numbers are very strong. These are not subtle effects. These are very, very big numbers. Uh, and not only that, the, the we found bias in Google in all ten search positions on the first page of search results. And we know from the experimental research that that shifts a lot of votes. It's, it it shifts the opinions and the votes of undecided voters. Okay, so those I, are the people. Yeah, I want to get into that. Let me take a quick break for a minute, and then I, I sure. want to come back. And you explain just that when that first page, if they're changing, I think I think you said five of them. It's it changes people's points of view, but all ten of them, it definitely shifts. And we'll get into that with uh, Dr. Robert Epstein. And also, uh, I'll give you a way to help him because he is the only guy doing this and uh, he's searching for truth. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen to the future uh, when, when we're talking currency. No idea. I think blockchain is going to play a huge role. Cryptocurrencies, I think, are going to play a huge role. But which one? I don't know. But I will tell you this, I think everybody should have some money in cryptocurrencies because one of these is going to shake out, I think, uh, and the upside is enormous. But don't invest crazy amounts of money in it, you know, a hundred bucks. Take what you were going to spend like on a weekend away and just say, let's put that in cryptocurrency. 
I want you to understand it first. You know, Warren Buffett says, don't invest in anything you don't understand. And cryptocurrency is so hard to understand. That's why we asked Tika Tawari, an expert in cryptocurrency, to create a course that would take you through all of the basics and make the buying and selling of crypto as simple as buying and selling stock. For a limited time, you can take a risk-free 30-day trial for this course by going to smartcryptocourse.com. Smartcryptocourse.com. Do it today. Smartcryptocourse.com or call 1-877-PBL-BECK. 1-877-PBL-BECK. Ten seconds. We break for station ID. Dr. Robert, Robert Epstein, you can find him at mygooglesearch.com, mygooglesearch.com. There is a breaking story today on how Google manipulated the uh, 2018 midterms, uh, and it's probably not going to get a lot of play because nobody on the left wants to hear this, but it is extraordinarily important, and it would be just as important if someone was doing it towards the right we have to be able to trust our news sources and our source for information. Uh, Robert, explain how when you get your search results, how just changing the order of things can actually move undecideds from left to right or right to left. Uh, well, sure. We've, we've done uh, randomized controlled experiments in multiple countries, uh, four national elections, actually five now, showing how this works. Basically, uh, if you uh, show people search results when they're conducting a, a search on anything that's election related, immigration or the wall or anything, and if you show search results so, such that near the top of the list, there are search results that will take you to a web page that makes one candidate or one party look better than the other, that very, very rapidly and dramatically shifts the voting preferences and the opinions of undecided voters, at least by 20%. That's easy. In some demographic groups, such as moderate Republicans, up to 80%. You get up to 80% shifts, we wow. show in our experiments. Yeah. So uh, this, is, this is a, we're talking about one of the largest effects, behavioral effects ever discovered in the behavioral sciences in the last hundred years. Wait, and it's not wait, just the, wait. Yeah, Say yeah, that yeah. again, please. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's, it's astonishing, but this is the truth. Um, people believe, uh, people believe search results more than they believe anything they hear on radio or television or in newspapers because they think this is an algorithm and it must be objective and impartial and people trust it. So when people are click on search results, especially if they're near the top of the list, they just tend to believe that this is unbiased. What they're getting now is unbiased. So if you, if you take them over and over again to online content through search results, uh, that favors one candidate or party that makes one candidate look much better than the other, that very, very rapidly shifts the opinions and the voting preferences of undecided voters. Up to 80% in some groups, the most vulnerable group we've ever found so far, 
is moderate Republicans. Is there any way that Google doesn't know that their algorithm that they just oh my gosh look we had no idea (laughs) (laughs) uh you know what they they know more about this than i do i've been studying this intensively for more than six years but they know far more about this than i do if you look at some of the leaks of uh emails and videos that have come out just in recent months uh, you find, you know, Google employees talking over email about their power to shift po- votes and opinions. Uh, they have a video, an internal video that leaked, which is about their power to reshape humanity. They talk specifically about ephemeral content like search results, ephemeral meaning content that just flashes at you briefly and then disappears and there's no record of it for authorities to trace. Mm. Uh, in those internal emails, uh, Google employees talk specifically about rigging ephemeral content for political purposes because they know that there's tremendous power here to shift opinions and votes. Uh, I, I happen to be the one who's, who's discovered this and who quantifies it and who studies it. But, uh, you know, the, I, the mainstream America uh, and people with my own political leanings don't want to listen to what I have found. They don't want to listen because right now these companies are helping Democrats. So they don't want to listen. And I, I keep saying, you know, you've got to rise above politics here, people. This is dangerous stuff. This is right now. Maybe they're helping you, but who who they're going to help tomorrow? You know, this is uh, uh, Bernays was the father of modern advertising, and uh, he what he discovered uh, was uh, was propaganda. And then propaganda got a bad name because of World War Two, and so they changed propaganda to advertising. This is the worst, most insidious kind of propaganda because no one knows what's happening. No one that that was the secret with Bernays was you're just slowly influencing people with images and thoughts. You're just slowly doing it. But this isn't even this is not necessarily even paid for. There's no marking that this is this is an advertisement. This is just the subtle manipulation of people's minds. And it is it's horrifying when you really understand what it is well it's i i i everything you said is right but the the relevant uh person here is not edward l bernays it's actually vance packard and the book he published back in the 50s called the hidden persuaders because and that book is still in print after more than 50 years by the way because he was talking about persuading people in ways that they can't see. So that's, that's what I've been discovering and mm. studying. And what's worse here, which has never been the case ever before, is the power to do all this nudging is entirely in the hands of mainly worldwide two companies, Google and Facebook, and they have no competitors. Uh, there's nothing you can do to counteract what Google does. Nothing. If, 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 in other words, if, if two political parties are, 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 are you know, are, are yeah. battling each other and they're trying to use SEO and whatever they're using, the, you know, all kinds of techniques, that's fine. That's competitive. But if Google itself is leaning in one direction, 
Number one, people can't see it. Number two, people can't counteract it. That's uh, doctor, never been the case. And Dr. Robert Epstein, I'd love to have you back talk about what we should do about this. But please go to mygoogleresearch.com. Find out how you can help uh, get involved. If you do have money you would like to donate, please support him. He's doing very important work. Mygoogleresearch.com. to Glenn Beck. We have to have him back. Yeah. Um, All right. Let me talk to you a little bit about filter by filter by is the way that you should get your filters. I mean, when's when when is when do you have time to think I've got it? When was the last time I changed my filter in my uh, HVAC system? You don't have time for that. No. This is why technology is so good now and the world we live in is so good because there's things that you can just take off your plate. And one of these is, is changing your filters. It's done automatically. All you have to do is just order one time and hit auto renew and your filters will come to your house. They are delivered. All you have to do is when they arrive, go, oh, geez, it's time to change the filter again. Pop it in, throw the old one out. That's it. It is. It makes life so much easier so you can concentrate on the things you need to filterby.com go there now made here in america filterbuy.com filterby.com the news and why it matters is the show that glenn and myself are on every day uh you can check it out and get a podcast as well as joining at blazetv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn Welcome to the program. Really glad that you're here. Uh, before we uh, get into the next segment, let me just uh, speak directly to um, those who support Mercury One. The the floodwaters are now receding in the Midwest, and our partners like Team Rubicon are now going in and looking at the uh, the damage there. It looks like months, if not years, of cleanup uh, is ahead. More than 10 million people have been affected by the floodwaters. It's historic what's going on. Team Rubicon is a a team of of vets that go in. There's 22 million vets, and some of them feel like, you know, I'm not part of a team anymore. I'm I'm not part of doing something, you know, bigger than myself. And that's what Team Rubicon does. And they have responded now to 87 different floods. They go in from the get-go and perform rescues all the way to building houses. Uh, Also, we want you to know some of our other partners are also there. The farmers and the ranchers are really, really hurting because of this uh, flood. And we would love your support as we support these organizations this is this is what we're supposed to do is take care of each other. You can go to mercury one dot org, mercury one dot org and donate to our humanitarian relief fund. One hundred percent of every dollar goes directly to the cause. There's there's no administrative cost taking out of it. So you want your money to go to this. One hundred percent goes to the cause. Mercury one dot org. Sean Carney uh, is with us. He is the president and CEO of 40 Days for Life. He is depicted in the movie Unplanned uh, as a really nice guy. Uh, (laughs) And as he walks in, I'm like, yep, that's the guy from the movie. Uh, Sean, uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Good good to be on. Thanks for having me. So you are the one, your organization is the one, uh, that turned Abby Johnson. Uh, and she was running a Planned Parenthood. 
she had had abortions herself, but she had an experience. How long into your knowing her did she have this experience? Eight years. Eight years. Which really helped. Uh, otherwise, I, I would have been tempted not to believe her. But I, I knew her for eight years. My wife and I uh, volunteered on the other side of the fence for the local pro-life organization. And she volunteered for Planned Parenthood. And then Abby and I became directors of opposing organizations at the same time. And right. so we always said, you know, of course, we're there for, for the babies and, and for the women to give them other medical alternatives. But we're also there for the workers. And mm-hmm. Abby had the humility to take us up on it. Um, it. What I really like about this movie, and it opens next week called Unplanned, is that it shows so it's the first time I've seen this handled right. The way you handled the people who were screaming murderers and they were showing the bloody pictures. There's no one going to be attracted to that. Right. Uh, it just scares and freaks out the women who are going in for an abortion. You guys separated yourself from that, and yeah. you took a very different approach. Yeah, it freaks me out, too, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, that's not an approach that that is effective. Some of those people may have good intentions, but we were not that. Uh, 40 Days for Life is is peaceful. It's, it's law-abiding. Our folks sign a statement of peace, and that's why so many come over and and choose life you know at the last moment but it's also why we've helped 186 abortion facility workers leave abby was the 26th uh worker that we helped she was just our worker where the campaign started in college station texas so i knew her well she's the she's one of three planned parenthood managers uh who we've helped leave she had a traumatic experience uh, where she actually had to hold the ultrasound. Uh, and so she watched this baby fight for its life as it was as it was killed. Uh, and that's what changed her when she came to the fence uh, or she didn't come to the fence. She came, at least in the movie, she came to your office in my office, which happened. Really? So tell me about that day. It was October 5th of 2009. And uh Somebody walked in and said, Abby Johnson is here, which is the opening of the trailer, the movie trailer. That really happened. And I walked in and she was distraught. I'll never forget Glenn seeing her Planned Parenthood security card drenched in her mascara and her makeup from her tears. I'd seen her swipe that card, you know, hundreds of times. But that's when I knew uh, Abby's changed. I've known this woman for eight years and she's changed. And I said, it looks like you've had a rough day at the office. And she kind of laughed and said, you could say that. And she told me what she witnessed, which was a 13-week-old baby boy, as you said, fight for his life with r- no chance and, and lose it in front of her eyes. She, She's interesting because as the movie depicts, they Planned Parenthood took her right to the top fast they usually they kind of ease you into it but they took her right in and really kind of tested her pushed her but you know by showing her the little feet and everything else that they have to they have to kind of piece the body back together to make sure there's nothing left in the mom and she didn't have a problem with that she didn't and i can't explain that she can't explain that no one could explain that most people would run out screaming saying i'm out of here and they do a good job in the movie of showing abby's change over time Mm -hmm. she starts lying she starts manipulating she you know they they really show that and then her her change of heart it doesn't surprise me that she really climbed the ladder because there's a big disconnect between corporate planned parenthood in america 
and the people that actually run their abortion facilities where they operate. What does that mean? It means that they are often left out to dry. This isn't the most talented group of people that are managing. You know, there's almost 700 Planned Parenthood locations across the country. And when we have a peaceful 40 Days for Life campaign, uh, they, they get no support uh, from corporate and it's extremely effective for us because we can work with local pregnancy centers and, and get women other options, other medical options, and they're just not supported in the grassroots. They're very top-heavy. So when they get what I would call Abby as a star, you know, she was an, an employee of the year in her mid-20s, they, they shoot her up to the top. And what they definitely underestimated about her was that she was young enough to still have a conscience and not be hardened to this. And she actually believed she was doing the right thing for women. I think many of them do. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. You can't, you can't, there couldn't be that number of monsters. No, you know not, what I mean? not at all. And, and you know, they, I think they show that, that she did feel that she was trying to help women and they all feel that, you know, we've otherwise they probably wouldn't do it. And that's one of the reasons, you know, we've helped 186 workers leave. How do you what do you attribute that to? How, how do you how does that happen? They approach us. They, we don't go out lurking for workers and you got to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they have to approach us. That is our policy. And when they approach us and they say, I, I, I just can't do this anymore. Um, my conscience has, has gotten to me. Uh, that's usually what they say. We had one abortion doctor say, I think I need to see a priest. Um, it's not people that are mad or disgruntled and quit. And th- that happens, too. They're like, ah, these crazy yeah, people. Yeah, but those aren't the people coming to you. No, not at all. Uh, these are people that actually have a change of heart. And, you know, Glenn, the, the conversion gate on the abortion issue only swings in one direction. Mm-hmm. There's not some mom with five kids and 10 grandkids that's run a, a pregnancy help center her whole life who all of a sudden wakes up and is 60 and decides, I should have been running an abortion facility my whole life. <laughs> and now I need a, a, an agent and a speaking tour. Right. You know, I mean, believe right. me, we would hear them. Right. They would be on the news every right. single day. So, it, you know, there's an exodus out of the abortion industry. And there are so many good people that at one point supported reproductive rights who don't. And there are so many women in the pro-life movement uh, you know, is is often led by those who have had an abortion, mm-hmm. you know, men who have paid for an abortion, uh, workers like Abby who have done an abortion. And that certainly convicted me as a young man when I heard women who have who have had an abortion share their testimony. I thought, what am I doing? I you know, I'm 19. Perhaps most famously, you know, the woman from Roe versus Wade. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. wound up being a pro-life activist. So that was the biggest, biggest mistake of her life. Yeah. Right. And Bernard Nathanson, who's the founder of NARAL was the first abortion doctor to have a change of heart wow. and he witnessed an abortion that he did very similar uh, but but much earlier than than abby's experience where he actually saw the abortion he was doing you're in the movie your organization i mean you guys are out there at this clinic seemingly all the time like what is the reality of how often and how long you guys are out there so at that location we were out there year round wow. and then when every we, day every day every, every day. day that's incredible wow. and when we launched 40 days for life as a as a nationally coordinated effort that's in the movie in the fall of 2007 um you know that was sort of ground zero and we were hoping it would go to 20 or 25 cities and and it ended up going to 816 in 56 mm-hmm. different countries and you know, it, it's a beautiful thing because uh, obviously we do this. It, it, it's out of love of God, but it's love of country 
as well. There are men and women who have died so that we have our freedom of speech. Uh, my grandfather was in the Pacific in World War II. And shame on us, liberal or conservative, if we don't use our freedom of speech. And it's a very patriotic thing to do, as well as obviously a faith-based thing. And I think it takes on another dimension of patriotism. I think this is our last call. Now that they have, now that they have exposed themselves that they don't mean rare, they right. don't mean safe, rare, they don't mean any of that. They mean I have a right to kill anything that I want, even after birth. Uh, now we're talking infanticide. And I think, I think this is the line in the sand that if America doesn't meet this and reject it and, and turn back to God and say, okay, we're not on that side. We're on the side of life, not of death. We, you are our guide. Um, I, I think, I think all the protection comes away from this country. It does. You, you're exactly right. It shakes us to our core. Who are we? Where did we come from? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. And if we, Glenn, this isn't the the pro-abortion nuts on the street who come up from their parents' basement no, to yell at pro-life people. It's not the fringe. These are senators, governors, people that you know sound nice and are mm-hmm. supposedly well-educated, saying we will leave a baby girl on a table left to die. It, it is uncharted waters in the United States of America, and I know for us. It has been a huge wake-up call. We we have just had a swarm of new volunteers. Uh, it's perfect timing for the movie to come out on March 29th. And it's a wake-up call. If if this isn't a wake-up call, then then wake-up calls don't exist. That's why I say it's the last. This is the last call. I really think. Um, tell me quickly, you're uh, you're starting a 40-day. We're in the for middle life. of it. Okay, tell me about it. Yes, yeah, so 40 Days for Life is going on right now in uh, 377 cities around the world. If you go to 40daysforlife.com, you can participate. 30% of our local campaigns are run by women who have had an abortion. It's my Mm. favorite stat. And so most of the folks, you have a little fear the first time going out, don't worry, sign up, we'll take you through it. We've never had an incident. You, you, You will never regret going and praying at a 40 Days for Life vigil. It is so fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Um, unplanned. So, you know, I, I've seen the movie. Uh, it's received a rating of R, which makes absolutely no sense, uh, especially if you don't believe that that's the life of a child. The scene that is objectionable lasts about 30 seconds on film will will remain with you for the rest of your life. And it is a CGI of a baby fighting for its life on an ultrasound. So it's a bad, scratchy, black and white image, just like an ultrasound. But you see the baby actually fight for its life as it actually did when it changed Abby Johnson's heart. And they don't want your children to be able to see this movie. Um, yet they will fight hard for your children to be able to go and have an abortion without your permission. They don't want you to have your children see this without you sitting next to them. I highly recommend that you take your kids uh, to this movie uh, and uh, and you do sit next to them. In fact, my faith does not like rated R movies and, and says you should stay away from rated R movies. I so highly recommend this, and I highly recommend it for your children to come with you. And I do not mean small children, uh, but 13 years old. Um, 
bring your children uh, with you. They need to understand this movie is game changing. I am going to be flying out. Uh, I'm volunteering my time to fly out to Salt Lake City to do um, uh, a, a, a premiere of this on the night that it premieres and opens up nationwide. Uh, I'll give you all of the details of which theater or theaters it's going to be at. Uh, and that will be next Friday. I will be there live and I will welcome you. Talk about the movie. We'll do question and answer afterwards. But please, please take your family to see this movie. It is one of the most important uh, movies, I think, in my lifetime. Halfway through it, I thought I may see the end of abortion in my lifetime. In the next 10 years, I could see the end of abortion. This is the time. All right. Back in just a second. Closing remarks for the week. But first, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Unemployment is at uh, record lows, which means it's really hard to find a great employee. Somebody who's really qualified, somebody who's motivated. And now you have, you know, your business is really, it revolves around the face that is up front, the employees. It's ZipRecruiter. They'll send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They have powerful matching technology, and the average uh, business will find a qualified applicant within the first hour. 80% say guarantee first day. It's ZipRecruiter. Try it for free right now at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. The smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program, uh... It has been a very, very busy week and a great day for President Trump. Uh, looks like uh, the M- M- Mueller investigation is over, and the word is that there are no further indictments that are going to be issued. Yeah, according to John Carl, and they also say there's not going to be like, they're worried about what Comey did, which was accuse Hillary of a lot of bad things, but not indicting her. Mm-hmm. So th- according to the report, what they expect is that they're not going to go through a, a litany of things that Trump could have done differently without indicting them. That he's not going to be beaten up in this process because that's, that's not what they, they're supposed to do. So this is good news for Donald Trump. And by the way, it must have killed the reporter because it came from ABC. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 